Thank you for tuning into White Centipede Noise Podcast. Please hit the like button and subscribe to this channel. This podcast is made possible by viewer and listener support. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider supporting it at patreon.com slash white centipede noise. White Centipede Noise is a label and mail order based in Germany, releasing top quality noise on tape, CD, and vinyl. White Centipede Noise is also the premier EU-based distributor of international noise. Visit whitecentipedenoise.com to see available label releases and weekly distro updates. Welcome to White Centipede Noise Podcast. Today, my guest is a guy on the forefront of extreme and experimental industrial and power electronics, a guy I've been in touch with for many, many years, um, another person that was kind of around for my first days of noise. Um, please welcome Mac Shammy. What's up, everyone? Hey, hey what's up, Bob? Good morning, my guy. Or is it good afternoon for you? Good, yeah. Good evening for me, and good morning for you on the mm-hmm. west coast, west coast of USA to to Germany. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um. So, like I said in the intro, we've known each other for a long, long time, and met kind of when we were both starting out mm-hmm. uh, noise projects and things like that. I would say around two thousand eight, probably. Um, can you tell me about your earlier projects? Of course, now you're known for Kufar, Terracell Unit, and um, God is War. You're kind of main things you're doing right now, but you've had a lot of projects over the years. Can you can you talk about some of those earliest ones? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most def. I mean, <clears throat> it all really started with Kufar and Bashir Jamal. And for those of you that don't know, Bashir Jamal was my Harsh Noise wall project at first, and then eventually started splintering off more into Harsh Noise. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's where it all kind of started out in Chicago. Me playing around yep. with tape decks and microphones and practice amps and, you know, the, the usual suspect of, you know, rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what, what, like introduce you for the first time to harsh noise because I, I mean I know that's kind of a standard question for these kind of interviews but for everyone it's like you don't just find noise like you know as it's not a natural progression for most people so I'm always curious to hear where people kind of first got their first taste of it and what led them to like explore it further I think that the first time that like it's it's tough for me to like pinpoint an artist. Honestly, my memory is awful. My memory is shit. Mm-hmm. Just, to, just to give you a heads yeah, up, yeah, it's yeah. super bad. And it's super bad with music. Like I used to be really on it when I was very young. Like I mean, man, fuck. When I was like sixteen, seventeen years old, it's like I could get down into like the liner notes, you know. And now I can't even yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking titles anymore. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like 
I mean, I, I want to say that it's like the first time I ever heard anything like that would be like on a, on like the agoraphobic, uh, nosebleed album, altered States of America, mm. because they have a bunch of noise and they definitely have what, at least I would consider power electronics tracks, even though if they're only like 30 seconds, you know, I mean, it's very reminiscent sure. of like, you know, bloody minded, you know, where it's just like a yeah. blast of like oscillations and full screaming over it, you know? So yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the first place where, like, I ever heard that. But, like, if we're going to get into, like, the nitty, like, I guess we, you would say, like, the first artist that jumped out at me, like, immediately, I would say I learned was the Rita and Vomir. Those two sure. were the first that kind of just really, like, yeah. grabbed me and, like, pulled me in. Um, yeah. I believe I came across or learned about the Rita, I think, either, like, just from my friends in Chicago, I'd say. Like, okay. like uh, Nick and Will. Nick from Nick, who's Nick Della Croce is the guitarist and bong ripper, and my boy Will, who's uh, cool. he does really family. He's a nice yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, like they, you know, that, that was the Rita and Vomir for sure were my first, and definitely the uh, I bought the No Entertainment release uh, that Vomir uh, release back in back yeah. on at War with False Noise. Or whatever. Yeah, was that the one with like the like the five CD like booklet and the DVD case with the with, with no, the T-shirt and with the news? No, it was just a single one. It was just a single one. Uh -huh. I remember it, the artwork just grabbed my fucking attention because it was just like no entertainment across that, and I'm just yeah. like, yes, yeah. I was pissed at the time, so I was just like, big fuck yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's, cool. that's where it kind of all started, I guess. Yeah, no entertainment. That was that's a that's a phrase that like echoes through noise like history now like even pat yankee had a series called no entertainment like we talked about that oh yeah like, like a paranoid time set that he had like a paranoid time like set of tracks that was like one minute walls and it called no entertainment so that was like the kind of you know 2000 like mid 2000 mid late 2000s uh harsh noise era like i like i said i call the tronics era and like the rita and like that kind of stuff that was going on was definitely like Bit, that was like my I would say that's my like uh, jumping off point too um, so you had like a harsh noise wall project I remember that that's just, that's Bashir Jamael mm -hmm. um, you had numerous side projects as well um, we can touch on those a little bit also too as we go along um, yeah. but in, the, in that time who were some of your like first like formative contacts within like the noise scene or like the underground, um, you know, kind of molded your path. Like, like the just people I, that I was in touch with personally. Yeah. Yeah. People you were in touch with. Yeah. That kind of, um, like had a, I mean, it just immediately off the top is Sam from phage. I mean, like, yep. I mean, for sure. He put out the first pro pro uh, tape of mine, you know, like do yes. everything. I, 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 I was so fucking thrilled. I thought it was the coolest fucking thing in the world. I was <laughs> so excited. I, I mean, yeah. my God, fuck, you could have told me that I finally made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was that? Was that the split with uh, like Persistence and Morning? Was it? No, dude, it's actually, so that was a Kufar release. Um, that was Kufar, right? Yeah, um, but the, the one that I'm talking about was it was a split with uh, that full crack dome. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so active or not, I don't know what the deal is, but uh, I don't know either. 
that was like a yeah, it's another classic product from that era. I mean, he was another guy too that I was in close contact with, and actually, he was supposed to do the Kufar release Beirut Rising, and like I, I remember I got to see one copy of it because his uh, life fell apart or something like that in the wake of a batch or something like that. And yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it's, fun. it's always an adventure in the early days. I tell you what, it's always just like, okay, who knows what's going to happen? You know, it's like, sometimes it's like, you know, like bang a gong and hope that the label won't, you know, release it. Yeah. That's why it was. Yeah. Finally getting a stack of like, you know, CDRs or whatever from someone is like, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, exactly. Who wants, to, who, wants to, who wants to trade? No, dude. Oh, yeah. All the time. All of the fucking time. But I would definitely say Sam. And then, um, you know, I, I, uh, I became friends early on with um, with Adam Jennings, that guy who did, uh, who did you know, Winners in Osaka. That's right. my boy. I miss him yeah. a whole bunch, man. I haven't seen that full in over a decade, just as well. He lives in Japan, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Love, I love the shit. He's doing this he's, Yeah, he's he's the homie, you know. Um, yeah, and I mean, definitely, just like kind of getting in in touch with him. Definitely, I feel opened up my eyes to a lot of other stuff too, because he was into like you know noise core, and even then, it's like I hadn't even really had found that yet when I was first like yeah. you know like uh you know like talking with him and whatnot so mm. yeah he put me on game with a bunch of stuff and i mean he was always down to be at a noise show so yeah yeah so that was chicago times and um you were in chicago for quite a while like i wanted to ask you about this later but we can i'm, I'm curious about it now like no, that's cool. what what role do you think what role do you think um like the city you live in has on like your artistic activities or musical activities because you've been in you were in chicago for a long time and kind of like there was that no coast oh yeah kind of you know movement yeah. or, or i don't know what you want to call it but you know you kind of had this like crew and like a group of artists that were you know uh, really identifying with this midwestern no coast attitude and then you know you moved to yeah. at some point you moved to the bay area and you were in san francisco or in Oakland. i'm not sure um both you know that Absolutely. was <laughs> okay yeah um, how has how have those different places like um, had an influence on your music? Well, so you know, in in Chicago, it was. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know how else to put it, but it was just like it was a really kind of cool, magical moment. Really, you know, um, it was just I, I I don't know how to put it. You know, I guess you could just say like I guess there was just this kind of energy around like, I don't know. I could feel it in the air at shows, you know, and it was, and it yeah. was fun and people were getting into it. Um, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. I don't know really how to explain it, you know? Cause I mean, I've never yeah. been a part of anything like that before in my life, let alone yeah. think that some like crazy ass phrase, you know, that, that yeah. was yelling, yelling at shows or whatever would like catch on <laughs> or take off, you know? But, um, but I love, I love what it was and I would definitely say yeah. that it was a real special time in the Midwest because I mean, I remember, I remember on the Tronics forum and, you know, back in the day you would look at the, uh, like where the sections of where the shows would be happening, you know, yeah. and you could go through all those. And in yeah. the West, it was always the most happening. 
most shows, like most options, like a Midwest tour was always like, oh, this is actually a very cool and viable and possible thing to do just because so much was going on at the time. You know? Um, So, I mean, I, I would say that it just, a lot of it was just really inspiring and encouraging, you know? I mean, like, I, I'm definitely not going to say that I was some fucking knockout artist at that, at that age. You know, I mean, I'm definitely, I can think back on some real embarrassing ass shows where like, I'm like, <laughs> I can drink another beer and handle this. I remember how I said in my gear, you know, like, like that bullshit, you know? Um, yeah. All, all that stuff. But you know, it was, sure. I would say that it was just, just inspiring and really just like, encouraged me to want to create because I always wanted to do music, but I wasn't really keen on say like learning a guitar, learning how to play guitar or, you know, or, or had the capability to like have a drum set somewhere. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, and then I went from that and I went to the Bay area and it was just a very, very, very kind of different vibe. And uh, yeah. it was, it sucked, man. <laughs> like, it yeah. wasn't fun, dude. No, no. Uh, I mean, like, this is, this is like a fun part of the conversation where it's like, do I name names or do I just leave it as B? So that's your call. Like, I know, because it's like, dude, it's like, I have fucking issues with fucking fools up there. Like, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, man, I don't, I don't fucking, uh, I didn't like how it was fucking treated up there, especially when yeah. I fucking really, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do a fucking thing wrong. So, yeah, you know, it, uh, but I'll tell you this much though, just being there though, it pushed me to just want to be the fucking best. Yeah. And just keep on pissing people the fuck off. Like, yeah. I drive off that, yeah. like, yeah. um, bit on that, on that big skeptic energy, always fuck the yeah. opposition, man, dude, always dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, that's always been a big driving force for me. And, uh, you know, and it's like the harder and shittier things got, like the more I just like would just buckle down and just, you know, just do music. I mean, yeah. And I feel like that's, I mean, I've, I've, I never thought about it before, but I think that's definitely like, must be a huge, a time where a huge amount of development happened in your music. Like, I mean, I've known your music since the the early days, but like you said, like, uh, you've got a crazy work ethic, but it seems like that work ethic was really put to good use in the Bay Area. Like maybe because of this, like, external situation, like... Oh, environment that you just really like you really turned up your music um in every you know in every way and seemed like you were working really really hard on it and and i mean like and i mean a bunch and a bunch of that credit also i mean just straight up has to go out to my bandmate sam from terrace on you yeah. because i mean that that guy enabled us to be able to have a space where we could where we could create and be loud as hell and it's mm-hmm. it's awesome I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I miss, uh, I really, I really had a real good, uh, routine. Uh, me, Sam yeah. and I, we would have our two days off and uh, together every Tuesday, Wednesday, and I would come over Monday night and Tuesday, oh, wow. Wednesday, yeah. And Tuesday, Wednesday were spent working on music. 
you know, I mean, and we would just do it basically like throughout the daytime. By the time the evening come, you know, it's like you're fucking yeah. exhausted, you know, you're, you're yeah. tired of, especially, dude, especially like once, once we got into Eurorack, it's like, dude, it's like, fam, you've been at that patch for two hours. <laughs> just like, like, dude, tear it all apart. Just start over or let me have a go. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, I mean, that was, that was really cool. Yeah. I guess just being able to have that focus uh, and having someone that was dedicated to that. Yeah. Just constantly grind and just try and see what we could, you know, just basically try and outdo everything we do pretty much. This episode of white centipede noise podcast is brought to you by scream and ride distro and absurd exposition label. Canadian-based source for experimental electronics, harsh noise, etc. Over 1,500 items in stock on all formats. Media mail shipping to the USA and affordable international shipping. Coming early 2022. Hermit Chick White Split Tape. Two distinct vocal noise approaches from opposite coasts of Canada. Neural Objective Constraint Tape. Unreleased material from 1996. Mott and Violent Shogun. Mangle Tape. Split and Collaborative Tape Works. Andrew Nolan and Misery Engine. Split Tape. Cosmic Industrial Dusty Noise Malaise. The Rita, Herschel the Shoot Tape. Sputtering Crunch of Obsessive Minimalism. Alex York Double Tape. Tape and Synth Works for Melancholy Mood. Visit ScreamAndRide.com and AbsurdExposition.Bandcamp.com. So kind of going back to your projects, um, oh, yeah. Kufar has kind of emerged as your main project. I mean, I guess maybe you would say God is War now, I don't know, but but Kufar was for a long time your, your main project. Um, can you tell me like what that project is all about? I'm, I'm fairly ignorant to um, Middle Eastern politics, particularly like the nuances, mm-hmm. as I'm sure many, many, you know, Westerners are, but you know, you're Lebanese and that's a very big part of your project and your, your you know, I suppose your identity as a, as a human being. Can you tell me about the project first? Like kind of what the, what the goals are with that project? Or, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I'll give you a breakdown bit by bit evolution of the, of the project. You know, um, I started that project when, uh, you know, when pretty much I was, uh, very, uh, deep in the depths of like researching, and like reading up on, on, on my, on my background. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I'll go ahead and say it cause sometimes people still get this twisted, you know, it's like, I didn't grow up in Lebanon. I was born yeah. in America. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but I have been there. I was there in 2006 and got evacuated, got to experience yeah. that whole thing. Um, that definitely, I would say would be one of the biggest striving factors of me wanting to do that for sure. Um, and, you know, I wanted to be able to translate that in some way, you know, um, that experience specifically. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Of being evacuated. Yeah. And, uh, and also too, my anger at, um, at Hezbollah too, because I mean, I felt that they were, were, you know, at the, at the root of all of this, you know, granted, you know, Israel is not going to like show mercy whatsoever. If you fuck with them, you know, I mean, I think on that day they killed 
they killed, I think, like three to five people and took like two people hostage. I mean, I, I mean, I remember that morning well when my dad woke me up and told me I need to come out and watch the news. Yeah. Like, like he wasn't going to just tell me what's going on. And he's like, you need to sit down and watch the news. So, you know, yeah. um, so, you know, I, 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 I wanted to try and, you know, take that experience or I guess you could say some people will say take that trauma and put it into mm -hmm. something positive you know something yeah. like that. <laughs> sure. you know so when I first started the project I definitely came at it I guess you could say from like a very strict point of view from my background which my family you know my, my father grew up in Astrophia and that is actually the town that's like the, I want to say that's where Bashir Jamal basically will lived out his life pretty much. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, mm -hmm. it was, it's a, it's a stronghold of the Katab party, you know, mm -hmm. retired militia, etc. I mean, you know, that's the, that's the world he came from. And so it's like, I wanted to, I wanted to rep that and rep mm -hmm. that exclusively kind of, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. I often compare it to like, kind of like uh, how uh, Kendrick Lamar, you know, you know, puts like gang stuff on his you know, albums and whatnot, but it's like yeah. he's not a gangster, but it's like he grew right. up, he comes right. from it, and it's like just yeah. because I live in America, it's like that doesn't mean that I don't come from that, like whatsoever. It's like my, my right. you know, I don't know yeah. how else to put it other than it's like that's just how what it feels like for me as a first generation, first generation, you know, Lebanese American. That's just what it feels like. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, of course. <clears throat> um, so in the early phase of the project, yeah, you know, it, it was coming just from that view. That's right. I was comparing to how Kendrick Lamar was. Yeah, that's right. Anyways, but anyways, though, as as I grew up and I read more, you know, because I guess you could just say it's like I don't know how to put it. It's like the this bullshit idea of the, that there's good guys. Mm hmm. There's heroes and good guys. And I slowly began to realize that all these people that I were was glorifying, you know, on Kufar, at least it's like, dude, they're fucking shitty people. They just yeah. do fucking things. And it's like now my views with Kufar have shifted more from that, you know, because I guess you could say it's like, I mean, you know, it's like what, what inspired me at the time? And it's like genocide, Oregon you know, mm -hmm. et cetera, mm -hmm. you know, more militaristic, you know, mm -hmm. sketch acts, you know, like, cause it's like, that's part of that world. You know, I'm not really trying to like yeah. get into naming names, but it's like, that's part of that world. Yeah. And, you know, that stuff of course was influential. And I was trying to like mimic that in many ways, but like, I sure. just got to a point too, where it's like, I'm running out of things to say, and this is starting yeah. to feel disingenuous. Sure. It's like, like I said, it's like what good guys. Yeah. Like, there are no good guys in the yeah. Lebanese civil war or in any of in any of those conflicts. You know, right? So, of course. Yeah. You know, the project has begun to shift to become more more personal. Mm -hmm. You know, because I mean, like I did, you know, Lebanon for Lebanese, and everyone had a conniption fit over the artwork, and still right. does, which I I'm like kind of semi proud of because it's like I managed to make so many fools upset. No one could tell yeah. me different on that. It's like, I may want to miss albums ever. Fuck everyone. Like, yeah. And, 
you know, I, I realized that it's like, I like doing music and it's like to just do stuff like that and be in constant conflict and not be able to do your art is just, I don't know. To me, it's like, it's stupid. It's like, yeah. it's, 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 it's stupid. I'm, I'm all about being and doing it live, you know, like that's yeah. where I think the real power in music comes from. I don't think mm-hmm. it just comes from a release. I think it actually comes from doing it live because lots okay. of people yeah. talk a big game on writing the album of the year, but like they get on stage and they can barely handle themselves. Yeah. You yeah. know? So it's true. Yeah. yeah. So that's, and once again, it's like, that's just like carrying over into like what Kufar is now. It's like, you know, the minority report too was pretty much a pro Palestinian album. Basically yes. all, yeah. I mean, all protest songs. Um, and I think I only included, yeah, like one personal song that's inspired from that yeah. Leo Gibran story, which I love love that one's a good one yeah yeah love hyenas they're fucking just nasty gritty uh just a beautiful i don't know how to put it just nature's garbage disposal like just incredible and to me i i love that they they laugh out of anxiousness yes yeah i like that i like that the most that's like it's not about the good time it's because they're about to have a good time (laughs) Yeah. yeah 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 Yeah, so I appreciate something you can relate to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you better believe it. Yeah, I do. Except I just don't. I don't have that same bite strength, though. It's not gonna. That's not gonna train. (laughs) That's just not gonna work. (laughs) So that's interesting. That's. um, But 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 yeah. Oh, go ahead. So no, sorry. So, so continue to tell me, Kufar. It's interesting here about this this development. You know, um, I you know I was going to say too. You know, I mean, I did Middle Eastern Promises too, um, which, yes. and that album was, you know, that was a tough one to do. I mean, like in all honesty, too, it's like that's my favorite. That's my. I think that's going to be forever my my favorite um, mm-hmm. in terms of. Uh, I guess you could say like a conceptual album and release overall. And actually what makes that one so special is basically it's how God, God is war was born out of that project while I was on that. Yeah. Okay. Because I was finding ideas from, I mean, it all comes from me reading uh, blood Meridian from Cormac McCarthy while I was reading that. I was, yes, I was taking in, you know, all this, all this, all this new stuff that I found to be very inspirational. And I was like, cool, yeah. I can apply this to Kufar, but there's this other bit that I just, I gotta be able to translate this somehow. Yeah. Cause I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it could work. And yeah. Um, and is that like, so that's like, like thematics and, and imagery. Yeah. I mean, like there's some stuff definitely that, I mean, that, that will forever carry over. Like, for example, anytime it's like, you know, there's a Kufar shirt that was supposed to get done. That says, uh, that says, uh, men are born for games. Mm -hmm. And I believe that it's like, I forget if I've done that on it. I know it's going to end up on a God is war release or something similar, you know, I mean, it's just, it, there are themes that I find. What's up? That's a quote from Blood Meridian. Which one? The oh, Men are born for games. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't. I read like half that book once, and then I, my my book got lost, so I didn't finish it. But it's actually I mean, something I need to read. 
it's a, it, I mean, it's, you know, it's a tough read. I mean, it's not just a simple um, sit down and gloss over. I mean, it's a 300, 300 some page book that reads like it's like eight, 900 pages. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, I think it's the powerful stuff. I'm sure some people would say it's Absolutely. cringy and this and that, but, um, you know, I, I tend to see uh, a very universal message in it, you know, yeah. and even though that message, I'm sure someone would be like, well, can you explain the message? It's like, no, dude, the message can't fully be fucking explained because I'm not some omnipresent being. I'm not the fucking judge from the book. I'm more like the fucking kid at best <laughs> and can only hope yeah, that right. yeah. the ending is not the same as it, as it is for me. <laughs> I mean, for real, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's all I can hope. So I hate when fools do that shit. It's like, God damn it. When they just jump to that, ah, it's cringe. It's like, Oh cool. We just no, like, like, cool. We just shut down the fucking conversation, you know, like God fucking yeah. damn it. I hate when fools do that shit. Yeah, and I and I and I also hate when people are. Um, I guess refrain. They want to refrain from like sincere emotions. I think you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of times things get called cringe or whatever, or get kind of their eyes rolled at when they are too like forthright or too like direct, and they aren't kind of like masked in some sort of like irony or detached detachment. I guess mm-hmm. and that's what I like about your work is that you, you really seem to be very direct and like, not like you don't give a fuck if it's like, no. if it's uh, t- if it's seen as like too um, direct, too emotional, too whatever. Like you're not trying to, you're not trying to like be cool about it. You're not trying to like mask it and, 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 and be safe with your, with yourself. You know, you, it's very aggressive, but you're putting yourself out there at the same time. You're putting yourself like very much in the forefront of all these releases. You know, you put your, you put your face on releases, you put your personal life into things. And of course that makes you a tar- like an easier target for, you know, criticism, but it's usually kind of small minded criticism to people. People be like, Oh yeah, like whatever. But like, I really respect that. That's something I really, really respect that you do. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Thank you. Man. Thank you. Um, so back to Kufar though, do you think, you know, you have a, like I said, I don't know much about the, the, the politics of Lebanon or the Middle East in general. Do you think your, do you think a lot of your fans, um, also misunderstand what you're trying to do with Kufar? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the time. I mean, all all the time. Um, you know, I guess you could just say it's inevitable. I mean, it's, you know, Um, it's not like this genre is filled with a bunch of Middle Eastern listeners, and I'm not trying to say that in some negative, hateful fashion. I mean, the fact it's like it is what it is, you know. Yeah. Like the music doesn't doesn't come from there, but that doesn't necessarily, but that doesn't mean now, obviously, that we can't participate. And fools are showing up, are being more active, and even though it's not say, because of course, as you know, it's like there's always these microcosms of scenes. You know, just because it's not in under, you know, in in the uh, or being promoted by a European label, say, doesn't mean that it's not, you know, industrial or it's not this or it's not that. You know, so I mean, I'd say, you know, it's 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 growing. Um, I mean, I guess you could just uh, say that 
I don't know how to put it. You know, it's like because it's like I'm just so used to it. I'm so I'm yeah. just so used to people not understanding, not getting it. But you know, at the same time, if I did this project out of Lebanon, and to be honest with you, it probably probably would be even less known. And sure. if I did it, especially with all the the pro uh, you know pro Christian militia you know political group stuff. I could put myself in harm's way, like legitimate harm's sure. way, you know? Sure, sure. Um, I mean, that's, that's, that sectarian stuff is still like mad real. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I feel that, I feel that I guess you could just say that it's just going to be misunderstood forever because it's like no one else can really see it but me. The closest that right. some get, you know, I get some individuals who, you know, it touches them in certain ways, you know, like, I've had a few conversations, some really nice conversations with a, with a few folks who, you know, tell me they appreciate it because it help, it's helped them to make sense of them being mixed as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, I love that. I think that's great, yeah. you know. So, you know, I don't think that, like, my mission exactly isn't to be understood completely, but, like, to be able sure. to uh, inspire like that, that to me, that's, that's way cooler. You yes. know? That's, yeah. That's what, that's what I live for. Cause I mean, like I've, I've been there before where, um, you know, it's where I, I don't, I couldn't make sense of what I was and yeah. couldn't fully comprehend. And it's like, I treated myself like shit as a result. And I feel like once I got sure. on board and had a better understanding and then not only that, but was able to take all of that and put that type of negativity into my art. Yes. It's just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's powerful. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think it's powerful. I feel like, um, yeah. like it, it, it can, I feel like I have that capability to touch people's hearts and minds sometimes with my music. Yes. I'm not going to yeah. say that, yeah, you know, I'm going to change their lives and they're going to become fucking millionaires, you know, but I, uh, I feel like the sincerity of my work shows for sure with, with the interactions that I have with, with people I want to reach out and talk with. Yeah. Them. And that's another funny thing too, is, I'm actually pretty easy to talk to. Like yeah. I might seem heated after performing at a show, but like I'm pretty, I'm pretty chill for the most part. You know, I, I like, <laughs> time, you know, yeah, about the good time. Yeah, um, kind of yeah, right. definitely. And I guess you could say it's another thing too. You know, is that it's like, you know, I'm. I guess you could say it's like as I got older and just kind of was like just looking at power electronics industrial. It's just like. I feel like sometimes, you know, it's just like, there's like this, like this this lack of growth, this stagnation that I see in realities and approaches and themes about what's acceptable and like what's not. And it's like, a lot of that is just like, it's just like very lackluster. I feel, you know, I feel like things are, I feel like things are shrinking in many ways, you know, like I feel like in many ways we're on the cusp of like another you could say like a new era of sorts you know i feel with with this type of stuff because i mean i would say just under the public eye enough it's you know more people are interested in power electronics industrial etc you know Um, yeah but um this episode of white centipede noise podcast is brought to you by ominous recordings based in sweden a harsh noise peddling underdog label since 2005. 
Available on CD is the complete discography of Knives, a 2005 harsh noise collab between the Cherry Point and Pedestrian Deposit's John Borges. The threesome slitting 7-inch with the 2020 New York City gig. Also, a reissue of one of the best harsh noise albums ever, Black Leather Jesus Anti, as well as Golden Serenades, Fit, and three of the reader reissues, co-released with Phage Tapes. Tapes by Foul, Schizophrenic Genius, and Split Tape between JSH and Compre Pretor. Visit www.ominousrecordings.com to get your fix. But, you know, as, as I'll tell you this much, as for Kufar, though, like as a whole, like compared to where my other projects are going, like it's going to pretty much remain in the underground just because mm-hmm. it's like I don't need to have stupid conversations with stupid fucking people. Like, yeah, sure. I, sure, I, sure. Like, it's like I'd rather just be like doing doing music and, and having a good time. You know, I'm, I'm really yeah. kind of, I'm kind of about that. I mean, like, yeah. I don't know some, you know, uh, I haven't gotten a conversation. I, I, I forget who, who brought it up. I forget who did, but, um, you know, recently on that last Kufar album, you know, I, I put a sen- censure over, over, uh, one of the words on there and, yeah. you know, on other releases, I normally would just put it out there, but right. go around it's, you know, in life, I've realized I'm getting a better understanding of like hills to die on, and right. <laughs> yeah. in, in the quote unquote First Amendment right to have that out on there, and you know, because that's yeah. my freedom. Like, dude, it's like that's yeah. me, dude. It's like, no, dude. Yeah. Like, no, right. no. I've, I've, like, there are much more important things I'm trying to be about than, than, than a word. Yeah that's gonna you know like flip people people from your yeah exactly plus as far as i'm concerned the way it it ends up looking it looks like something straight off of a goddamn 90s hip-hop album which i'm like all fucking for like all for it man yeah like word that fucking move that's the fucking vibe because that's another you you know when kufar got press and there was that big ass cancellation event, you know, and all that bullshit and all these motherfuckers saying this and that about me, you know, my boy and I, we, we put in some, some, some real life work, you know, and that's not to yeah. say that there was anything illegal that happened, you know, but we had, we had to have certain conversations and the shit got handled. Yeah. That was the end of it, man. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's like, I could tell too. It's like, after that happened, that's when it was just like, nah, dude, this project is going to be even more aggressive from that real life yeah. standard and perspective. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I'm not interested in doing these fucking civil war fantasies anymore. It's like that shit's like childish now to me. You know, it's like sure. that's sure. it's like that's like small stakes. You know, yeah. like when I was yeah. talking about that men are born for games, it's like, nah, dude, I'm down for the bigger stakes. Yeah. Like, cool. Like, 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 like about that real life. Like Sam always used to say, "Reality fucking electronics." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Way, way. Yeah, tell me what, about that. <laughs> tell me about what happened there, because I wanted to know about that. You, I, oh, yeah. I know you were, you were like, tell me about what happened. You were scheduled to play a show, I think, in San Francisco, and you got basically, oh yeah, uh, canceled. As far as what happened. Well, basically, I mean, just to, I'm just again, keeping this brief too and not saying nothing on names just because of, you know, just how awful the whole fucking thing was. Um, an ex of mine got very upset with me and basically just did whatever they could 
to just try and just wreck and ruin my life and hit me with a false restraining order that almost actually costs uh, Sam and I that Kufar European tour that we did. Probably. And I'm forever thankful that it, it was able to be resolved and we got to go and do the thing. And on top of that, you know, cause that's the thing. It was, it was, it was handled uh, in court on the day that I was flying in. So, Whoa. Yeah. It's one of those things where I didn't have to be there, but I mean, it was pretty nerve wracking um, getting off the uh, plane and being like, okay, how's this voicemail going to go? What's going to happen? Yeah. Wow. It's like, I didn't want anything to do with them. Yeah. So, Crazy. so yeah, I mean, after that, after that didn't so basically, So, so, so but clarify exactly what happened. Cause there was this festival. Yeah. Right? Well, well, cause this is so basically what I told you was that's what's leading up to this. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. because that didn't succeed. Yeah. That's when they went after the music projects. And, uh-huh. and yeah. And basically I had to step down. Um, and uh-huh. truth be told, it's like, I mean, like we could have played that day. Like no yeah. one showed up to do fucking shit. Just yeah. like everyone always says, and they always talk this big fucking game online. Yeah. Really? No one's about that action because yeah. When you talk online, you're going to fucking incriminate yourself. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. Yeah. it's like pull up the other way. You know what I mean? Like what fucking ever, yeah. you know? So, yeah. So it was MAPS festival and it was like a MAPS festival, was it? And you yeah. were accused of being like a, a, a Nazi project or something like that? Was that yeah. the whole thing? Or? Yeah, being a white supremacist. Yeah, my favorite thing. Yeah, being called a white supremacist. <laughs> my work has always just been so entrenched in all of that, you know? With a project name like Bashir Jamal, you know what I mean? Yeah, just everyone just, whoa, man. Jesus. But, yeah, so, you know. Since then, have you had any issues like that? No. No, actually, two reasons. Two reasons. And the number one was conversations that me and my boy had. Um, mm-hmm. that, that settled that. And, of course, it's like when you do something like that, people will hear about it. And so right. people's got the idea that it's like me and me and my boy aren't to be fucking bothered one bit. Yeah. You know, we're not, yeah. we're not what they're saying and we're not to be bothered straight up. So there was that. And then, um, the other thing was, um, Oh, um, I went and I, I was like, yeah, you can kind of see it, but yeah, I got Arab tattooed in my, yeah, my hairline. And, um, that apparently has made, has been the best in quelling all of that bullshit, any sort of accusations. And, and I only know this because, I mean, I can't say who they are just yet, but from this, this larger label that I'm going to be working with next year on that, I was yeah. with the gentleman on the phone and he basically said that, yeah, like word of that tattoo has like made the rounds. And so no one no one thinks anything about it no one wants to fucking test it test me on it either so okay good yeah so i mean you know that's that's that i make the joke too i say oh yeah my my bay area ptsd is it's written across my forehead you know (laughs) was that a general bay area like like thing like from a lot of people around there or was that pretty selective was that like a general scene thing or was that pretty selective to like a handful of weird people that don't have to do with the scene Oh, I mean, of course it didn't have. Of course, it had to do uh, with this with this techno fool. 
this fucking techno okay. tweet. Yeah. It's fucking techno okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's great, though, because he holds, because, uh, dude, like, uh, fucking, he holds my pocket forever. So it's all good with me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, we'll move on from that. Um, tell me about TerraCell Unit and tell me about Sam. Tell me a bit about Sam in general, because um, I know he's been a member. Well, he's a member of TerraCell Unit with you. Yes. Is he now a member of Kufar? Absolutely. Yeah. He's basically, okay. he, he's been a part of Kufar since my name is my name. I want to say. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, how do you guys know each other? And how, because I get the sense you guys have a really close, um, you know, friendship and working relationship. You've described, you know, you described it already, but I mean, tell me about his, his role in your, in your like artistic development. Oh, I mean, I actually got in touch with, uh, Sam back um, back when I was living in Chicago mm-hmm. and he was uh, doing the label Crimes Against Skin which was his, his band Miscreants uh, label um, and he uh, hit me up he actually wanted to do a Kufar release um, but instead I didn't and I did uh, the Male Compliments release I yeah the infamous male compliments release i did did for them because it was also my kind of thing at like trying to do an anonymous release i yeah i had never really tackled that before and didn't know yeah. if i could pull it off um sure but uh they told me that the tape was gone that day and they were you know it was all good yeah. they were stoked on it. i was happy i mean that was that was that was that was a very interesting uh tape to to do in general um but uh, but yeah, so that's how I met Sam. And basically, as soon as I moved out, um, linked up and started, you know, uh, recording with them, hanging out when Miss Cream would be doing stuff. Um, yeah. Um, was he living in California at the time or was he yeah. in Chicago? Oh, no, no. He was living. I was. So he's he's from the Bay. He's born and raised yeah. in the Bay. Um, and at the yeah, at the time he was still living in San Jose, actually, when, okay. I, when I moved okay. out. Um, but we would okay. link up in San Jose and, at, and in Santa Cruz, because that's where Lucas, the other member of Miscreen, that's where he lived at. So sometimes yeah. we'd, be, we'd be going back and forth between those two spots when we would link up. Um, but, um, you know, I think that just early on, we just always kind of just clicked, I guess you could just say, yeah. just musically, like what we wanted to do, we always wanted to do hard, aggressive shit. And, yeah. uh, I mean, he's always kind of just been there, you know? I mean, yeah. I remember, I still remember asking him about wanting to start TerraCell unit. Um, fucking, yeah. we were standing outside at the house at Oakland. I still had on that porch having cigarettes. And I was like, I got this idea. Do you want to do it? Cause Miss Korean was on its way out. And yeah. like, I kind of wanted, I didn't want to do Kufar at the time. Just didn't have this, didn't have a drive, didn't have inspiration yeah. to try something sure. else. And, um, yeah, you know, I mean, they just clicked from there and it's been incredible to say the least. It's, yeah. it's been, it's been wild. And, uh, terror cell unit is, uh, I'm excited. I mean, like I can go ahead and say it here cause it's not like it's a big official thing, but, uh, we just got picked up by, uh, um, we're going to be working with uh, heavy, heavy talent, that booking cool. see yeah they do full of hell right. they also do uh my solo project god is war so cool okay yeah dude fucking thrilled man like fucking no dude yeah yeah trying to do real big man fuck yeah yeah 
do you think, I mean, this is maybe kind of a silly question, but no, go for do, it. You think, um, do you think the fact that you guys both uh, identify as minorities within like, you know, a, a music scene that is like 99% white, uh, mm-hmm. do you think that had something to do with like you, how you guys connected or, or this, this link you guys had? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I mean, like, I mean, cause that was the thing is like he wanted to do the Kufar release because yeah. like he's stoked, you know, he's seeing that someone else, you know, say isn't a Westerner really doing something, you know, um, you know, and, you know, having different themes, they're personal, you know, et cetera. Um, yeah, always, always been about it. And I mean, like that, that camaraderie is there for sure. Um, used to joke all the time too, but it's actually, it's interesting. There's some, there's a lot of fun commonalities between uh, Lebanese people, Mexicans actually. Sure. Uh, they, uh, what do you call it? The Lebanese people uh, helped to introduce the idea I want to say that the Mexicans, of course, perfected it, but the Lebanese apparently introduced the idea of El Pastor. To uh-huh. them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. With the whole slogan in me, because they were seeing it. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, a lot of people wouldn't guess it, but there is actually a huge Lebanese population in Mexico City. Interesting. And throughout Mexico as well. Yes, there's a very big diaspora of it. And the joke that I always made with Sam was that it's like, I'm like, well, dude, we show up and it's like, oh, wait. You like flat round bread too? Yes. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it, it worked out. You know, another thing. I mean, I mean, not only that too, but it's like, I would say too that our people also share the fact that we've had so many uh, different uh, different groups of Westerners pass through that we all have different looks. Sure. There's not this, you know, as much as people like to have their stereotypes and this and that, it's like, right. no. And I love that about Sam and I. We're not that. We're like not that at all. But if you put us in natural surroundings, historical clothing, it's pretty fucking obvious what's good. So, yeah. <laughs> does I mean all the time? Fools be like, oh, you don't look like you're supposed to be in the book, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude. Fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. What's it like? Um, you know, you live in LA now, and he's still in the Bay Area, right? What's it like being apart? Are you guys still able to work on stuff? And are you guys? I mean, yes. So we're currently two projects in with Terror Cell Unit, and we actually did complete the God Is War and Crawl of Time split while. I was down here and he was oh, okay, cool. up there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not as fast anymore. It's definitely right. not. I mean, it's slowed down quite a bit. Um, yeah. We've had, I mean, you know, COVID exactly hasn't been the greatest. Um, of course. Obviously has sometimes slowed things down because it, I mean, the wild thing about it is, is that it really brings a lot of the ugly shit in your life up a whole lot closer into your face versus all that quote unquote freedom and distractions of what you normally would have. Um, Yeah. But I mean, I would say that we're probably going to finish the terror cell unit. I'm hoping that we can wrap it up in the next like two to three months. Um, I'm being unexpectedly. So I'm actually not going to be at the beach uh, much longer, only about like less than a month, 
going to be happy. You're moving, you said? Yeah, but still L.A., though. We're not going anywhere. My okay. my wife's family's here, so, okay. yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're hanging tight and staying put. So cool. we're just okay. going to the suburbs, basically. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Actually, uh, yeah, because that's where Perfect Circuit is. So I'm, I'm all about that big time. I'm like, word up. Like, I, nice. I can finally actually just go there. So nice. Because when I first moved, though, this other kick ass joint, Analog Haven, they're, they're in yeah. Monica. And dude, that was fucking dope. That was, yeah. Dope. Yeah. Especially because, like, the guys who run the shop there were just super cool. And it's yeah. like, you know, people often, of course, you know, get this, you know, they have their fucking opinions and stereotypes of Euro Rack fools and this and that. Sure. But, the guy that worked there, his name is, I believe is Scott. He now, he, he doesn't work there anymore. He started up uh, making Surge Synthesizers Prism, okay. I believe is the name of, of what, it, what he's doing now. But he was fucking dope because I came in there and I wanted to try out, you know, this, uh, oh, what the hell is it? What the fuck is it called? Oh, yeah, the, the synth was called uh, the Piston Honda, this like very okay. complex, like, FM, you know, oscillator, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, it's like, I like to make aggressive ass stuff. And this guy was like fucking stoked that I was doing that. Yeah. Instead of say like, oh, all right, let's put the one volt per octave now so we can get the melody going. It's like, no, he was having a blast. I mean, one time too, we were uh, playing with this, uh, it's like a stereo panning module. Um, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, no, pardon me, it's a stereo. Yeah, it's a stereo filter. And we were just going hardcore, just sending all kinds of just chaos and noise into it. Yeah. And it's like, at one point, all of a sudden, it just like stopped. It just fucking stopped. And he just looks at me and he's like, do we beat the game? <laughs> I'm like, I, think, I, guess, I guess that's what happens when you finally do it. But you know, it's like that was always cool, you know, like to to show up, and it's like he's just a regular guy. I mean, obviously, it's like he wants you to buy something, you know. But right, 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 right. He's not gonna be on some like it has to be played like this, or let me tune it, let me pull it out and tune it. It's like, dude, yeah. I don't need that. What's yeah. it, how did you get into this um, your rack stuff? Because I don't know too much about it, but I mean, I know that like I know that there's like a ton of possibilities with it. Like when. When did that open itself to you, and um, and like, what do you use it for? Actually, dude, I got it's wild too because it's like I got into it right before the cancellation, all that, all that bad shit. So it's like, yeah. you know, it's like we talked about. It's like I was able to really focus on trying to make that shit work. You know, yeah, yeah time because it's like there wasn't going to be any live action for me whatsoever. Sure. So, sure. Um, but uh, you know, I got into it because. I was just realizing that I wanted to do more with sound. I wanted to do something more more and more aggressive. Um, And I just kind of just had a feeling. I just figured, you know, just from videos that I would watch, you know, started watching like Richard Devine stuff, you know, learned about Anthony Baldino, like just guys like that, Surichai, just total wizards. And it's like, that mm-hmm. stuff piqued my interest. I was like, dude, okay. Like, you know, cause if they can make stuff sound like that, I wonder 
how I can make like say like take what they're doing but make it fucking more aggressive, make it even yeah, 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 yeah. And that's always been the vibe. And actually, dude, I got the opportunity to like see those three guys, and then I guess you could say that's where I was like. I would definitely say that was a big turning point for me wanting to get God is war into doing more musical stuff instead of mm-hmm. early industrial stuff and start branching more yeah. into like the IDM and like dubstep type of vibes. Now yeah. that I really do with the Yeah. Pop. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cause that stuff's fun, man. That's fun. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, basically that's what the pandemic forced me to do. I was like, yeah, Mac figure out how to play electronic music. You like do it. I bet yeah. you can do it. And yeah, here, cool. Here. Here do you I use a lot of that stuff in conjunction with like, um, like DAWs or like like MIDI sequencing on a computer? Or is that or is it mostly like physically analog played, so to speak? All yeah, all physical, all physically Euro Euro rack. Um, and now I have a Straga too, um, which uh, that that thing's incredible. Aside from just a volume boost, it's really been add really been able to add this really cool like dubby effect too so mm-hmm. I, I mean of course i'm a sucker cool. for that shit so yeah but it, cool. it's all that um i'm i'm a total caveman uh with computers i don't know anything i mean homie you, you you're like you need chrome and i'm having this moment where i'm like what's chrome <laughs> fuck <laughs> I, I'm like this. I drive. I drive. I know. I drive my wife crazy too with that shit all the time. She'll be like, "You can, you can put that into your phone like this." And I'm like, "But I, I don't know how to do that." And I know it drives her crazy because I'm like, "Oh, look at this music I created," you know. And it's like I don't know how to operate technology on a on a yeah, yeah. level. But I I take a little bit of pride in that because it's like I still I come from the last of the few that remember life without smartphones. Yeah, that sure. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. Just, yeah. What do you think about people who like you know criticize your Iraq stuff or whatever, or like you know modular gear? Like, what's that all about? I mean, you know, everyone's gonna have their opinion, you know. But I think that if you want to do more forward thinking type of stuff, because it's like that's what I'm into, you know. And it's like to each his own, you know. Some there's some fool out there, you know, like let's take a pharmacist, for example. Have you ever heard of this band pharmacists? No. It's like these fools are, you know, it's like they're a carcass worship band, you know. Okay. Early carcass worship, I'd say. Early mid, you know, I'm not a pro, but the thing is, it's like that's just what they want to do. Cause it's right, right, right. You know, and sometimes I feel like people get people lose sight of fun and music. Sure. It's like, I feel like the same thing goes with Eurorack. It's like, I like to use it cause the shit's fun. And why do I think it's fun? Yeah. Because it makes my shit absolutely insane. It makes it wild cause it's fun. Yeah. Some people think fun is a contact mic into delay, double delay. That's like barely like, especially when they got the broken cables in the mix, dude, there you go, dog. there you go. And they go to do it live and they're like, I don't know why it didn't work. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Cause you're like a pro, but you're an artist. So I guess that that can happen. Right. But it doesn't work. I, 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 you know, that's, that's how I, I'm like starting to see it now as it's just like, yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah. but you know what I mean? Like if people want to like, make fun of it and this and that like what fucking ever man it's the future i mean like i don't think it's going to be stopping anytime soon i mean like the way things are going is is that it's more affordable now than ever um 
Is it really as expensive as people say? Because I've never, I've always heard people say, fuck, it's so expensive. Yeah, it can't be totally. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, if you, if you're some guy that, you know, like, like has an office job and is like, oh, I'm going to buy a 9U. And that's for everyone that doesn't know in Euro rack, they go by what they say. One row is three U. So it's math, right? Mm-hmm. So the nine U is like a three row, you know, case mm-hmm. or whatever. If you, you know, buy that, it's like, yeah, man, like the initial investment is expensive, but think of yeah. it like a fucking hot rod. That's how this shit is, is that it's like, and that's the best way for me to explain it to fools, especially because it's like, I'm a caveman. I still don't know what the fucking envelope is. Like, you could, I, like if someone's like, tell me what an envelope does. I'm like, I don't know what it does, but like, if you put it into here, like it'll make your shit sound fucking cool. You know, like yeah. that's, I mean, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm all self-taught, you know, like I'm not, yeah. I, I never took a classes and I never wanted it, of course, to do anything traditional. Like I've, yeah. that's another thing that's cool too about Euro rack is that, you know, in the early days stuff was very simple. And if you like plug shit into something that say like it doesn't it's not supposed to work. I mean, you could have broke you could break it and you say shit on fire, yeah. you know, I mean like very dramatic. Yeah. You know, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Nowadays though they, yeah. they have all this protection proof. So you can just okay. fucking anyone can sit down and have fun with it as long as you don't yeah. have too big of a gap and you have a wire plugged in and it touches because dude, that's where you fuck your shit up. Like forever. <laughs> if you got something plugged into something and it comes out and you touch the uh, the bus board at the bottom. Yeah. Dunzo, dude. Oh. Dunzo. Dunzo. Yeah. You can fry you can fry your rig straight up doing doing that wow. stupid shit. But like I said, it's it's like a, like the hot rod thing is because the most expensive thing is gonna be the case. And just like a hot rod, the most expensive goddamn thing is gonna be the engine. Because that's what runs it all. Oh, so the case, the actual rack is the most expensive part? Pretty much to get started. Pretty much to wow. get started, dude. Yeah. I mean, like you can buy I mean there are modules that are like seven, eight hundred dollars, but you don't need that. You know what I mean? Like, and then on top of that too, the secondhand market is huge. It's fucking yeah. huge, dude. Like yeah. whether it's on Craigslist, on eBay, on, um, I believe they now changed it to the mod wiggler website. I forget now. Cause it used to be muff wiggler, but they're like, that's not PC. So they changed that. <laughs> I ain't been on there in a minute because my, my, I'm just like, not really interested in, I guess, uh, looking at modules all day long. Cause it's like, I have an idea of yeah. what I want and I guess I'll research and look at the shops and then watch the YouTube videos from there, you know, but, but the, but the yeah. mod wiggler site is a great place to start. Like if you want to like learn and get caught up on shit, it's yeah. a good place. But you know, I think that, you know, it's like, it's, it's about your own adventure. It's the ultimate pick your own fucking adventure because you can trade yeah. and swap stuff out and some stuff I will definitely keep forever. I already, I mean, dude, the nebulae, I mean, like, fools don't ever want to talk away, spit game, or t- give away their tricks. It's like, dude, the Nebulae, it's like, dude, if you want to get into Eurorack and you want to be, whether you want to be a harsh noise artist or you want to be an industrial artist, get a fucking Nebulae. Get one. It's a goddamn sampler. It? It's a sampler that basically, I mean, well, it can be one of many things because it's got one of those Raspberry Pi type it's like built with that shit in there. So you can actually have it be a drum machine, an oscillator, et cetera, et cetera. But just standard as is, because I'm a caveman, I'm not taking the thing out and doing that shit. Like hell no, because I'm afraid you'll get stuck in that mode because I've heard, I've read fucking stories. But but basically, um, 
just factory standard or whatever. It's just a sampler and also like a granular pro, uh, effects processor. And yeah. you could rip, uh, like you could do something like, like here's like a simple setup is like have your nebulae and then load that up with like anywhere from like eight or to however many samples you want that can fit on there of your own harsh noise. Yeah. And it's like, you could buy something like, see, and it's like, this is where that's like, this shit is like brilliant for noise because it's like, it's, it embodies that vibe that's yeah. called random. And yeah. it's like, that's what it is. That's what it puts out. So like, that's how, yeah. well, whatever I'm sending from my ultra random or whatever from SSF into the nebulae, it's going to do all these different things. And there's this thing they got on there that basically can be, it's called like a gate density. It sends a gate, which will like, you know, it can activate, mm -hmm. you know, it's like a, like yeah. a turning off, turning on a light basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what you do is, is you run that to the file input on here. And then all of a sudden it's just cycling through them. But then you can step it up and get more crazy because it's like, dude, this is where I love this shit because you can't do this with pedals at all. But like, say you got yeah. samples firing off, right, one at a time. And then what you do is you take, say, you know, um, there's this thing here called the R-Flux, which is just like a very simple type of modulation. It's like a, a weird LFO of sorts that mm -hmm. kind of can go either way. And it does it randomly. You plug that into the start point input on the nebulae and so then yeah. throughout the entire thing it's shift it's starting at different points while well, every single time a new sample loads it's at a different point in that sample yeah okay cool you see what i mean so it's like you can do a lot of intense stuff very 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 quickly and it's like that's the type of like intricacies of euro rack and the possibilities yeah. you know that, that you can do um i think just an absolute brilliant example of it just flat out is chris from sickness like, yeah, that fool has mastered like cut up harsh noise in your rack, and it just cool. it's more crazy in my opinion. Like I think his yeah. more his newer stuff is even more wild than that because of your rack because of his capabilities. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I I'm, I'm waiting for that day where someone shows up with the pedals and they and they do that. Like I'm waiting right. for that. I'm I'm be curious to see him do it. So that's all I got. Why do you think they're naysayers? <laughs> why do you think? Yeah. Why do you think there's that um, like general resistance to like equipment that can expand the possibilities of sound? I mean, just because. Sadly, I think it's because people look at the founders and they're like, well, this is all they needed. And it's like, well, cool. So you just like want to do like the status quo, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like once again, it's just that idea of no progression, no, no thought, you know, but I mean, like yeah. the vibe for some people, you know, like right. when I say that, it's like, I'm not talking shit on, you know, like Christian, you know, from, from Alpha Mania, you know, he's the boy, right. Sam and I, yeah. you know, no, no new fans, no new nothing. That's work. You know what I mean? I get it. <laughs> I, I dig it. I still appreciate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, but, but for, for me, it's like, that's not going to be, that's just not my approach. It's not, Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just that's just not who I am. But hey, got love for the homies. I, I hope that feels yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you feel like your your projects are like accepted by the old guard or like you know whatever um, whatever that might be? I mean, do you, do you feel like there's a do you feel like there's like a a resistance to you or what you do? 
For sure. I mean, like, it's always there. I mean, like, you know, um, I'm sure that many, some people watching this have uh, definitely, and, you know, I'm sure this is also probably going to get discussed later on special interests. But, yeah, I mean, like, I've acted a fool on special interests. I've got to do it with you on special interests, you know, so... You know, it's all good. I, you know, I'll tell you what, though, Oscar, after I got into it with you, I was like, no, because this, you know, was, that was during the pandemic. Dude, I was I was drinking a bit too much at that time. <laughs> if you're into your second or third beer, you're not allowed to get on special interest. <laughs> you do not get on there. Do not drink in special interest. It's just like, no, no. because I mean, I, I don't I don't agree with a lot of a lot of the views, you know, like I don't I sure. feel like um, sure, sure. it's, uh, but do you, do you enjoy, but do you, do you enjoy being like divisive? Do you enjoy being confrontational? And like, uh, you know, like you're not afraid to speak your mind. You're not afraid to talk some shit. And like, you know, that's something. You, and I mean, I, I, I respect the fact that you can sometimes be like, okay, like that was maybe like a little much, but, but I mean, you stand by what you, what you do. I mean, that's, do you do you feel like there's a do you feel like there's a distinction between like like how you like act like put yourself on the internet and like how you are like face to face? I mean, of course, you know, it's like I'm. It's like no one, no one in real life is gonna come at someone like screaming at someone. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like because it's like that's that's the that's the luxury of the screen. You know. Yeah. It's uh-huh. like, and that's why face to face is always different. Face to face is like forever and ever different, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, it's I mean, too, I, like, I, I like that. You know, I like because you know, I, I'm not gonna say we got into it, but I mean, anytime like there was anything like that, I mean, it's like, but dude, I know you. Like, I know what you're like, and like, I know like, I can. I have a totally different like, like view of like anything you would say online like even if you're being like confrontational or like whatever towards someone i'm just like yeah but i know that dude like it's 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 more it's deeper than that kind of like you know what i mean like yeah i I think that's 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 important to like have that have that that thing and and that's kind of in some way like one reason that i want to do like a podcast like this with video and with like people's faces and like talking to people is because there's so often through noise not just internet or message boards but there's all this like there's this masks. There are these masks and like, um, Oh dude. Yeah, man. Behavior. And I mean, that's fine, but I mean, I really like, I really like being able to in some way make it more complex by like introducing and talking to like the people in real life, because I think that's, uh, that's much more rich and brings so much more richness to actually the, the, the music and the art. Absolutely. Oh Yeah. I mean, just like bearing, bearing on, like owning stuff. You know what I mean? Like, dude, there are some things on the SI forum that I'm like, oh, Mac, you're a fucking idiot. And there are some things that I'm like, you know what? Fuck up still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. That's good. That's you good. know, I mean, you know, but, you know, that that's the thing is that it's like, you know, I I think I remember being so young and just like wanting to excel. Wanting to, you know, like, you know, I mean, I think every artist always wants to be recognized. It's like, you know, some fools will just say on that, I do it for myself and only for myself. It's like, you know, like, okay, sure. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Great. Great. But some people really want to try and 
shake things up. They want yeah. to try and move the world, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, Definitely. you know, others are just cool with what they got. Some people are just mm-hmm. stagnant. And I think that I kind of, at one point, I felt like I was finding myself stagnant and trying to mm-hmm. win the approval of the underground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, it's like I'm at a point now where it's like I'm I'm moving on to the ocean. I'm Yeah. You know, like it's <clears throat> you know, when they, they always talk about perspective, you know. <laughs> it like, yeah, it blow, it blows it blows my mind, man. It, it really does. Yeah. And you know, I just uh kind of like going back to what we were talking about earlier, it's like I'm more into inspiring people than keeping up traditions and norms. Yeah. Yeah, just straight yeah. up. You know, like some people yeah. won't be in that club, you know? And but that's the thing though, is that those clubs die out, man. Those clubs yeah. die out. You know what was a really big club many, many moons ago? What? The classical music world. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that was yeah. a real big club, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, you know what I mean? That club nowadays, I don't know anyone that listens to classical music. I could be ignorant and so could my friends be, but you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I've never really met anyone that's like, I'm a diehard, you know? So I can only imagine as time goes on where that's going to play in for experimental music. I'm curious. Hmm. I'm curious, yeah. especially as we start to enter into now what fools are talking about the meta universe. Like what right. the hell, like, are we going to have like experimental NFTs, you know what I mean? Like, we'll just be watching, like, noise will only be consumed through VR glasses. Like, is this where we're headed? You know, I don't know. I don't know, but we'll, we'll see, you know? But, uh, but, but, I, but I tell you what, though, dude, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not really, I don't really care about what's going on in the small pond. Let's just put it like, I mean, yeah, it's also why, too, why my, my, why I'm not, why I do, I mean, interaction on SI is pretty nil. I mean, even then, sure. it's like it's like fools are like starving for conversation, you know. Right. I mean, I'll give, I'll give, I'll give the big boss man credit. He'll engage you. I appreciate yeah. that about him. Yeah, I do about me. Yeah, at least he'll engage, man. I pre- and you know yeah. what? I will say this too. And out of all this time, I know too that fools are pissed off that I have not been banned from there yet. But I do appreciate <laughs> that he's allowed me to stay. I think that's what's needed in any, I think, conversation or forum or anything that is like actual uh, opinions and actual uh, varying positions on things. So I think that's always good. Currently available from White Centipede Noise, Apropot, Hot Lava Shampoo CD, Jason Krumer Ruth CD, KM Tupfer, Retrace No Steps CD, The New Boyfriends, The Fourth Season CD, Aaron Dilloway and Jeff German, Casual Collision CD, co-released with New Forces. Various Artists, Lacerations, Double CD, co-released with Tronics. Sewer Election and Trix Ruzit, Killing for Germany, Ruxfit CD. Testicle Hazard, 5060 LP. So God is War, um, that's another one of your really active projects. And now next to Kufar and Terrasol, you know, but that's you just on your own, right? And yeah. break down what that really is, because I, 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 you're still working like on a lot of noise labels within like noise and industrial um kind of like circles but the music is definitely like going much more into like musical territory like you had said earlier you know mm. um, of electronic music can you tell me about that project like what's your what's your goal there i mean you, you know the project 
I, I mean, I was trying to like, how do I put it? Oh yeah. I was trying to figure out how to way to make more colorful, excuse me. I guess you could say like colorful and bright industrial music. Um, mm-hmm. that's kind of what, what was like the inspiration in the beginning. Um, and then, like I said, the, the pandemic, like I mentioned earlier, the pandemic hit. And since there wasn't going to be any live anything, I was just like, you know what, Mac, just let's try to figure out, like, can you make electronic music that you like? Yeah. Make it yeah. how you think you want to see it. Like yeah. real quick, you see like, my cat. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I just had to show you real quick. I saw her head. I know, what, what are yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. She wears a sweater. That's great. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anywho, so, um, yeah. So, you know, I started just experimenting. I bought a, this thing called the squid like sample. It's like a little, like, I guess you could say it's like a SP 202 sampler of sorts, like type mm-hmm. of technology, but put into Euro rack form. And, um, I just started playing with that. I bought this thing called Pam's new workout. And if you have Euro rack and you haven't gotten one, just go get one. This is more free knowledge for you fools. Like it mm-hmm. will, if you want to try and make quote unquote musical stuff, get it. It's simple. It's great. It's mm-hmm. really, really, really great. And there's really great tutorials too, as well mm-hmm. online from how to use it. Um, but you know, I just kind of started from there and then just kept, you know, trying and, you know, feeding, different things into my nebulae. Um, I would say that the last like industrial, industrial God is war release I did was the child of God release on cloister. And that's mm-hmm. another, uh, Cormac McCarthy book too, as well. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and actually, um, I'll go ahead and announce it now. I'm working with, uh, I'm going to be working with, uh, Andy from the vomit arsonist on, uh, we're going to do a, our, a take on No Country for Old Men. Cool. Yeah, wow. I'm. Yeah, I'm really excited to to do that. Um, cool. Especially, I mean, I'm going to talk more with him, but I'm actually trying to. I want to be able to set it up so that we can do it live. Great. Because uh, there might be some big opportunities in the future to where we could possibly do this. So, yeah. Cool. cool. I mean, I'm. I mean, and that's the thing too, man. God is war is as I start to do the more musical stuff, it's like, it's been catching the ear, the, the ear of the underground, I would say both metal and the hardcore world. Yeah. Um, and I mean, a big, I mean, I'll just be frank, man. I mean, all praises due to Dylan from full of hell for nonstop plugging my stuff. Yeah. The one who really like helped me get me in touch with the, the label that I'm going to be working with. Um, and same thing with, uh, with Andy Nolan too. The gentleman cool. from uh, the Endless Blockade. Yeah, I mean, I really yeah, 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 yeah. Helping, helping me, uh, talking, talking up my work. I really, I really yeah. appreciate it. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to venture out into those war, into that world. You know, yeah. So you've gonna, had a lot of like crossover, like you have a lot of like crossover um, interest, I think, and and appeal to these other scenes. Do you think that's bringing people also from like? other musical scenes to noise more also that they're like then getting more interested in noise or, or some of your noisier stuff. I mean, um, and then I, exploring the genre further. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say that it's, it's definitely going to be opening things up. Um, you know, like 
here, this is this is a good example too of, of where where the reach is starting to even come from, dude. Mm-hmm. So I found out apparently that the guitarist for this Christian metalcore band, hardcore band, Advent, is a huge God God is War fan. <laughs> And I mean, I actually, you know, I like Advent. I mean, I've, I've always liked Advent and uh, what do you call it? Beloved too. And that's actually where the vocalist of that band started. And actually uh, it's going to be, it's kind of wild. I'm actually going to have a conversation with this guy tomorrow. So cool. I'm hoping that that works. That looks for a possible collaboration. So I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. It, may, it may not, it may not, you know, may or may not be the case, but you know, because I'm just looking forward to speaking with him, just because it's like he's someone like I, I really respect and appreciate, and you know, um, it's it's been a it's been a wild year, dude. I mean, like I did a I did a remix for Full of Hell, um, yes. that was that was a lot of fun, and that's actually yeah. I've come to realize that that's like the most fun. Um, I remixing other people's work. What's up? Remixing like like bands work yeah that's my favorite yeah, yeah it's, cool. it's it's my favorite um and actually because i pretty much have like a very quick and easy method yeah. that involves the nebulae so i mean yeah, yeah. yeah it's just like it's yeah it's 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 perfect and that's been super cool and super fun i mean i i also did another one for uh for fluids too cool that, that you know that metal band um and Oh yeah, I did another one for um, Executioner's Mask. Nice. Yeah. Cool. And there's yeah, there should be some other. There's some others, of course. More stuff, hopefully, in the works. So, I'm excited. So you've got pretty big plans going with the project. And you think? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you're keeping your keeping your lips sealed about the specifics, but but um, it sounds like you're going to be on a bigger metal oriented label in the near future actually uh actually it's going to be more of a hardcore label actually which uh which i think is honestly i think it's even cooler man i love it um yeah you know it's like we haven't seen each other in so long it's like dude it's like i'm finally coming back to hardcore and i'm just like yeah yeah it's like i'm like reminded all of a sudden of why i loved it so much as as a youth and to come to be able to almost like come back to it with the support, you know, from, from a large label in that scene. I mean, like having the respect of those guys from Advent, like it's, 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 it's really fucking cool, man. It's like, it's really, it's it's really, really exciting. And, um, you know, the, the gentleman at the label was telling me too, that he wants to, uh, you know, he's curious and interested in expanding into more of this experimental, electronic music territory so um cool. i'm gonna try and i'm gonna try and you know throw him a few suggestions homies with. i mean dog you know dog, dog. i mean dude that's uh, that's how i operate you know what i mean lots yeah. of fools don't like to be like that no yeah. i want to be like that man i want to be like that i want to do i want to do like stuff where it's like say it's like i'm on tour and a good friend of mine is you know in there and it's like okay cool i can sneak you in to do 15 minutes on my set you know yeah. what I mean? Like, just do it from there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, do do, right. do small things like that or get them to open the show or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. pay yeah. it forward. Pay it forward because yeah. I see I, – I just feel like I have to, you know, because, like, right. I mentioned those gentlemen earlier, you know, and it's like it makes me want to do that for others too. 
you know, know, I'm not the only person who's like, I would just rather be doing this. I don't want to work, you know, uh, a regular job or this or that. It's like, I just want to be doing this. You know, so you so you grew up listening to hardcore music. Is that was yeah. that like your main your main like teenage music? Because I have a theory. Um, were you also listening to techno at that time? No, I and even were you do, to no. Were you listening I, to hip hop at the time? A little bit, not too much. Okay. Like I like I I, I, I got big into hip hop uh, definitely after linking with Sam pretty much okay yeah so like okay. I started listening heavily like more hip hop I want to say like 2012 2013 and just okay yeah okay cool because um, I feel like I feel like that I feel like those are the three genres that people get into when they're like early teens mm-hmm. and it like informs their later decisions and interests because like i never got into i never listened to like electronic music or techno Mm -hmm. and i never listened to punk or hardcore at that time like i never had access to it or whatever but i was into hip-hop and rap so like to me like now that's still like the music that's like my like low-key favorite kind of music outside of like noise music but like i can't really like start i can't i don't know where to begin with punk like every time i'm like listening to some like punk or hardcore or whatever i'm just like after like one side i'm like all right like the next thing or like say, same with techno I'll be like i'll be like this is cool and like within like three minutes i'm like uh like is it just yeah gonna keep going like <laughs> but but I, but i think that's just like i think it's just like has to do with what i was like programmed with at a certain certain age you know you know what i mean yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. Of course, a lot of people develop, like, you like, okay, you like hardcore, but you also like, like electronic music and, and rap now. So, I mean, it's not, it's not like it's exclusive, but I think I think that, I think most people have that one genre that, like, makes a huge impact on them at, at that at that age. Yeah. Just, like, I mean, sticks with them. I would say that definitely, definitely now. And, I mean, not only that, too, but just, like, it's, like, aside from the label I'm working with, it's, like, dude, L.A. has a huge scene. It's, like, my little... Yeah. I want to say two of my label mates live out here, possibly yeah. more. I need to look at the discography a bit more. Um, you know, it's just it's it's just more happening here. Like the type of stuff that, yeah, I, yeah. that I enjoy and I like. The Bay doesn't do that. Their stuff is a, you know, it's a, it's some more of that punkier um, hardcore. Um, no crowd killing. No uh, no good times. You know, what I mean, no, uh, yeah, no 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 good violent fun. So. You know that that stuff. What what's up? That style and attitude of and the the vocal style has been a huge influence on your on your work. Is that is that right? I mean, straight up, yeah. Because it's like that's all I was listening to. Straight yeah. up, yeah. I mean, absolutely. And actually, you know, Oscar, I'm meeting up with this young kid on Sunday. We're trying to start a band called uh, Benches Cleared. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, we're gonna actually record the vocals on on Sunday, or at least try and record yeah. some of them. Was that yeah. what you were talking about? Like kind of like a hardcore a hardcore band that you, you were gonna do? Yeah, yeah. we're also yeah. gonna try and insert some noise and stuff too. Um, cool. They have this band. I think they're called the World, or the EP's called the World. But uh, it just dropped, and it is it's like it has like noise interludes. It's got samples. It even has a hip hop track. Mm-hmm. And it's like that's what I'm starting to really see now more and more and more of seriously and hardcore is that it's like yeah. at least not the not the not the hardcore punk the people who want to you know I don't want to say gatekeep but I feel like that's that's all yeah. it is, is just this preservation 
of, and you know, it's like, I, I don't know. I feel like things are meant to evolve and change. Cause I feel like sometimes yeah. when you just preserve something, it just withers and dies or it becomes mummified, yeah. you know? Sure. So, yeah. but at least I feel like with like more modern hardcore, like definitely the, that interest for experimental stuff is there, but I will say this though. I will say this. Mm-hmm. Everyone missed it when on broken wings dropped. Some of us may never see the world in 2002, I want to think. And that album is full of noisy, weird samples, stuff like legit sounds. And it was, at, and it's actually really fuck cool, especially because on the last song, it's like super gross. It's right before they get into the uh, uh, the final breakdown or whatever. It just sounds like, I mean, it sounds like a skull, just like you know, just like some kind of nasty, crumbly crack. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like some yeah, like yeah. the owl and the broccoli. You know what I mean? It's like on par with gross, <laughs> with something gross like that. And it's like that dropped in 2002 and no one, no one cared. But also too, I'll say that like that album could have been recorded better. And the noisy parts definitely should have been much, much more bigger in the mix. But that shit's cool. That's oftentimes the case with such ideas that it's a shame when someone has a really good idea, but they don't really have the means or whatever to like fully realize it. And then it kind of just gets like, lost in the corner of history so i mean i think i think it's that's cool that you are very conscious of this and i think you know with your things that are happening now with you with linking with other bands you could probably have a chance to bring this like into better fruition maybe than it has been in the past yeah sort of of things and i mean you know i'm sure there's going to be some people that are like I'm the worst thing to ever happen to it because now because now we can't rehash the same controversial subjects we've been rehashing because we're bored. Like that's I always I can already imagine that someone's gonna come in and be like, yeah. oh, he's ruining it. He's bringing all these people into it, and it's like, dude. Well, you know what? Like, too bad. Too bad. Too bad. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe maybe you guys should have been like nicer and been like, oh, you know, we acknowledge your brilliance. And then like that would have just kept me in the same pond. You know what I mean? Would have just kept me humble. Like, no, now I'm going to ruin it. I'm going to tear it wide open for everyone. <laughs> you know, I was well, used to... You must, be bring, you must be bringing a lot of people into it because, I mean, like, okay, you've expressed that you've kind of, that you're maybe kind of polarizing for some people and some people are kind of like pushing you... To, away but at the same time you're you have like a huge fan base and you have like um you know phage tapes the the tape that dropped by you minority report two uh you know a couple weeks ago or months ago whatever yeah. um i mean he made 200 i think and that's a fairly high number oh, for, yeah. a, for a for a tape or polytronics tape and it was sold out within like a day or two so, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Austin. Obviously, people are people are people are people are like into what you're doing. Like a lot of people. Yeah, I'll be honest. That shocked me. That shocked me. I had this moment where actually I messaged Sam. I was like, "Holy shit, is this the new standard? Two hundred? Because for the yeah. longest time, that was just a hundred. It was a hundred, no problem. A hundred, no problem. But yeah, no, I never did two. Sam said he wanted to do that, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah! Like I want as many people to have it as possible." And then it went. Right. I saw in that interview where it's like, I guess he was like a little annoyed. <laughs> that it went. But also too, at the same time, I'm, I'm like, have you to repress? <laughs> like, yeah. 
Just yeah. I mean, we, we got you. We'll do another hondo. It'll be Gucci. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and, and to be honest with you, I'm always thankful and humbled when, when, when the stuff does move as much as it does. Um, yeah. You know, cause I, I don't ever take that for granted. I don't, right. I don't. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm always thankful. And uh, you know, I mean, dude, I mean, you know me, I'm pretty, pretty laid back. I'm always down to have a convo, whether it's yeah. your IG on in real life, right. you know? Yeah, um, definitely. Um, what's your experience been like with labels in general? You've been on a lot of labels and, you know, some you kind of have worked with multiple times and um, some less. Um, are you usually satisfied with how things come out on other people's labels? And is it hard for you to give up the control? I mean, you know, I, I, number one, I gave up the control because I realized that I'm bad at running a label without mm -hmm. proper space and the tools and all that stuff. I suck yeah. at it. I need the type of organization and stuff. Um, I mean, like on a serious note, I kind of dropped the ball with the last batch of uh, stuff that I did and I, I screwed up and I had to actually re I refunded quite a few people. Um, mm -hmm. but thankfully I'm moving gonna have a garage so finally have yeah. some space to be able to organize stuff yeah. do a better job dude but overall you know aside from giving up that giving it up you know not everything comes out a hundred percent um yeah. and not everything always plays out even when say like you're trying to present something to a label yeah um you know Sometimes I think people, sometimes I think people think something's going to be cool or not cool. And yeah. they, you know, they switch up halfway in a conversation or they rush something on the production side. I mean, yeah. I definitely have experienced it all. Um, you know, I'm trying to do my best not to hold too, too big of grudges, really. Sure. Frankly, you know, but you learn from it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely learn from it for sure. Um, um, and if there's anything I've learned, um, that will just piss me off into oblivion is just being held up and waiting, wait okay. and wait. Yeah. Some fools yeah. want some, like they need to wait for the moon to like be like, you know, either a crescent or something, yeah, you know, bang a gong and all that stuff. And then yeah. I'm like, I got inspired to dub them. And then it's like, <laughs> and it's like six months later, you know, and they're like, what yeah. were you doing for you running a label or yeah. too busy drinking? Like what's, what's, yeah. what's, what's, what's it, what's it going to be, you know? So, right. you know, yeah, that, yeah. like that shit's, that shit's frustrating. And I mean, like, granted, I get that starting a noise. I get that. I used to try and run one. I mean, like, and that was poorly wow. done, but it's like, it's on that. Like if there's a will, there's a way. And it's like, you can be yeah. determined. You know, yeah. like I remember going out spray painting Bashir Jamayo releases because I, I had taken cardboard, I think, from some store or some storefront or whatever. I mean, it was dry. Mm -hmm. This is in the winter. It was like still dry. And I took it yeah. so I could put it out on the balcony and, yeah. you know, put CDRs out. And it's like 30 degrees. It's like 20, 30 degrees out. The snow is like lightly yeah. falling. And yeah, it's like, I'm out yeah. trying to do it, trying to make that shit work, you know, cause yeah, yeah, yeah. you just want to do it. You just want to make it happen. So, you yeah. know, I mean, you know, sure. learned also now who's like 
Who's reliable and who's not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you've been, you've been around a lot. You know, like Fage, for example. Fage is very reliable, and Fage will get get the job done. And and you know, seems like you guys have been working together. He's incredible. He's, I mean, and that fool's always been incredible. Like, there's never yeah. not been a time when Sam like wasn't incredible. Yeah, definitely. that fool is. You know, I the more fools need to give him his roses, dude. I'm serious. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's, he's underrated, underrated dude. Dude, straight up, I don't care. Dude deserves a statue. He's so modest. He's actually like deserves a statue. Yeah, definitely. Like, without doubt, I don't care. I'll make it happen. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Do you ever feel like labels approach you or want to work with you um, simply because they know you have a big fan base and know your stuff will sell well, like like for clout? I mean, I def- definitely have had that. You know. Um, can you I mean, smell that or is that like you know yeah it's pretty obvious you know yeah. i mean like there's you know it's it's pretty obvious to me when it's mutual respect versus just like all right homie i've never heard of you my boy yeah. has never heard of you and my friends haven't heard of you and yeah. this is gonna be you know uh, no i i nowadays too it's like you know i i know who i'm gonna work with unless someone is being vouched for directly yeah. That's that's a whole other situation. That's fine. That's cool. I like it when fools vouch for one another. I feel like that needs to happen more. People need to yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for man, sure. You know, um, I think I, I agree. I think there needs to be more like, um, like more like discussion and respect given, and props given, and also like warnings given. Yeah, man. <laughs> Not that like things need to be like trash talk, but I think in the you know behind closed doors there needs to be more like um honest frank discussions about like how different people do things you know absolutely i mean i also think that i think that it's you know and ultimately too i feel like it's difficult because it's like say you're in the you know you're at you're at a show you're gonna play right and the person you're playing with is like you know, I guess you could say it's one of these awkward situations where it's like, how do you tell them that you're not into what they do, but you get upset? You know, how do you do that? How do you respectfully like do yeah. that? I'd be, yeah. I, to be honest with you, I totally take that as a compliment. If someone was yeah. like, I don't listen to this stuff. I don't know anything about it, but that was cool. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. take it. I'll yeah. take. I feel like there's sometimes too the, those those honesty conversations that are tough, especially yeah. if, especially like like you know like you said it's like you can have them behind the closed doors, but once you start having them out right. with with people, oof, you never know. How yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You never know how that's gonna go. Some people, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people are sensitive. I'm one of them. Yeah, I'll admit sure. it. I am. Yeah. Sure. 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 Yeah, it's normally sensitive. I think you have some liner notes on that tape. I think on the. Uh, on Omar's label, American Erectors, where like <laughs> I, I don't have it in front of me, I can't, but it's like you're talking about like showing up at the show and like getting in your face or something like that. Oh, dude, no, dude, you're talking about the song titles. So you're talking about the song titles from, uh, um, uh, God, what do you call it on the Erectors one? Yeah, that's the, the God is War one, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so no, those are just all like song titles pretty much. Um, and, and that's one thing too, you know, that. I'm doing with God is war. That's it's, it's very just much like against, I guess you could just say the standards in electronic music. 
Yeah. And it's like, this is what I, I mean, this is what I've always tried to do, whether it's like I'm yeah. making power electronic, this or that. It's like, I want to try and push it. And it's like, that's one thing I noticed in electronic music or experimental electronic music. Fools will only go so aggressive. Mm-hmm. They will only go so aggressive. It's like, whether it's the style of music or it's like, they just have like some sort of like art video it's like, I don't know what it is, but it's like, there's like this weird taboo around like doing electronic music and having like very dark, aggressive, intense themes. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not seeing it somewhere. Like maybe it's not being shown to me, but it's like, I don't talk about intellectual. You're talking about electronic music. Like, yeah. Like, like just like, straight, yeah. Just like okay. straight up like brash. You know what I mean? Cause most of the time dude in the, in the especially like in the experimental world, it's like, Oh c- cool. Did you listen to, let's just say, you know, like let's use Autocar as an example. It's no disrespect, but like, let's use, it's like, Oh dude, I just love that one track of theirs. Lowercase J five X Y X P P Q dot five Oh. I love that song. You know, it's incredible. It's like, dude, like I, I, I'm not into that. That's not like how I feel or, and that's not the type of vibe that I'm trying to create. And so I'm, I'm just trying to put in something what I think is like refreshing, in many ways and it's on some like opening up a conversation of like what is appropriate in terms of themes and so that's why i want to have songs like called like beating you down with my three u which like i explained <laughs> like a three u rx yeah exactly um uh and actually do that one track that's uh called uh showing up yeah uh showing up to your uh what is it god it's like showing up to your uh bitch ass techno show to shut you the fuck up that's yeah that's a direct uh thing that that's what happened with one of those fools i thought i was like that holds my pocket yeah that's basically okay, I, was gonna ask if, I was gonna ask if, those, if that release particular has any like specific meaning or if it's just kind of like more of the the attitude or the vibe also specific well, I mean, it's also that too, is that it's like the the master of my realm title. It's like, that's like the whole like snarkiness of it is that it's like, it's like I've, I've, I've done, you know, um, what I think will be remembered work within power electronics industrial, or it will be highly contentious and discussed for many years. And so it's, I'm moving on from that and doing electronic music and I'm trying to even put an even snarkier attitude on it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and I'm not going to say that, that, that work is brilliant. I'm not going to say it's brilliant. Like one bit, it's like, actually, it's like me beginning, just like learning the stuff, but I want to have that attitude there because like I was coming the gate like that. You want to come swinging. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. Exactly. And actually there is a track on there that, um, cause, cause it's like, of course I have to do this. There's another track on there that's called, um, uh, you got soft and I only got harder. And then in the parentheses, it says dedicated to all those that bitched out of industrial and power electronics. And who's that? Uh, that's for just for a dude for any, for all the fakers, dude, all the fakers, yeah. dude. Yeah. Straight up. Cause there's yeah. dude. I've, I mean, I've met them. You've met them. Everyone's known about them. Everyone has been, everyone that's been in this game more than 10 years knows at least a handful, five people that, yeah were like all in all down all this all that and now they're like i'd rather be you know doing sand art you know yeah. like, like seen it seen it so yeah, yeah of course 
So, yeah, there's that one. And then uh, there's another more, uh, even more contentious one that's going to be coming out on that bigger label. He said, no, I can't give that that away yet just yet. But yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. How to do it to him, Habibi? Because I I really want to make this point before I forget, because I think you'll appreciate this. Uh This actually goes back to all the Kufar conversation, too. Yeah. When I started that project, everyone wanted to ask me, is Muslim Gaza an influence? And I'm not doing uh-huh. any sort of, you know, like world music or drums. I'm not doing any yeah. of that. And they don't yeah. ask. And they, they asked me that nonstop just for theme's sake, which I always thought was yeah. just like unbelievably ignorant and stupid. But now yeah. what I'm actually doing is basically that. Yeah. Because my whole thing is about the deep repetitiveness, at least for now. Like I know that I'm sure that my sound will probably expand as I get as I get more in different types of gear. But like right now, like my whole gig is like making a generative patch and just playing it out, you know, like yeah. tuning it to how I think it's good to go and then just letting it go for like anywhere from like it can be a one song one thing take or sometimes if it has real interesting stuff, but it has to be going for a while, I'll, yeah. I'll go for like 20, 25 minutes and let sure. it run. And it's like, that's basically what, what Muslim gods was doing. This guy was setting right. up Euro rack and synth stuff. Cause that fool was using Euro rack yeah. like back in its earliest, earliest, most primitive stages and just playing rep- yeah. the same re- uh, repetitive stuff over and over and over again. And yeah. I know this, that if he had actually lived to today and actually like could have gotten a nebulae you that yeah. fool would have changed oh dude that fool would have changed the game forever dude yeah, yeah. Fool yeah, yeah, yeah. forever dude yeah that would have been incredible if only yeah. but yeah that's why i think is i think that's funny though now is that everyone always used to think early kufar was was about muslim guys and it's like now <laughs> if anything i'm more like him but Do my people ask you about that now what's up do people make you make that comparison now? No, they never make that comparison with God is war. But uh-huh. I, like I said, like, I, just, I just think that's funny. That it's like now it's like I'm doing actually yeah. stuff that's more like him. But yeah, funny. I know, right? Weird, right? Perception, huh? <laughs> you've traveled uh, internationally with Kufar. I don't know if you've done it with God is war at, and Terracell unit as well. You you came to Europe. Yes, uh, Terracell unit played in uh, what do you call? It? We played at the United Forces of Industrial. That was okay, that was Terracell unit, not Kufar. Well, he, it was well. See, it was both because one of the okay. bands dropped off at the last minute, and so oh. then yeah, then um, uh, Martin from Unrest Productions asked if TCU could cover that slot, and so we did. Okay, cool. And I think that's the only time we actually ever played in Europe. I'm pretty sure the other times have just all been Kufar, I want to say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But Sam came with you. He was playing as Kufar. Yes. Playing with you as in Kufar. Mm-hmm. Correct. Came to Europe. Yeah. Right. Okay, cool. How was how was that tour? What was your experience what are, what are your experiences like been outside of the US with the projects? Oh, it's been I mean, dude, I love getting abroad i mean it's just it's a different experience i mean you know this already um it's uh i don't know i don't know how to put it other than saying that it's just better and it's a lot more fun um yeah i think so 
Um, who knows? Maybe he'll change my mind in a year or so. Um, but but um, my time going over there, always great. Um, great reception. Um, yeah. Meeting some folks. I mean, dude, one of the most humbling moments ever uh, was meeting um, Mike Dando. Humbling. Oh, wow. Humbling. Yeah. Having that man's respect, uh, that was one of the most humbling things uh, ever. And just uh, really life reaffirming. And, you know, I, yeah. you know, I wish him all the best in life right now. You know, I don't yeah. know where he's at, but I just hope yeah. he can have some kind of comfort. So, yeah. Wow. But yeah, no, men, 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 I mean, aside from him, met a lot of other people too. Um, and they've all been absolutely top top tier especially everyone involved with unrest yeah yeah dude everyone involved from unrest is just most professional the most fun just great guys or they would say blokes right yeah 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 Yeah. those those guys i haven't i I haven't seen much from martin or unrest in quite a while i don't know yeah so the you know i believe that the label is moved is no longer in the UK. A lot of them have have uh, moved. I believe the gentlemen in Kevlar have left. Mm-hmm. They are now back in Poland. Um, okay. And yeah, you know, I mean, obviously COVID and everything has probably kept people um, slow. Um, you know, Lee retired, Iron Fist of the right. Sun, you know, rest yeah. in peace, dude. And also to forever, and I don't care. It's forever, dude, one of the biggest influences on, on, on my work, hands down, hands down. Yes. Like, like I, I, it's undeniable. I think that Lee is yeah. unbelievably forward thinking and how, um, how he presents his electronics in such a clean and mean way. That's yeah, always been definitely. fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, I, see that. I think that, um, yeah, that's, that's what's been going on. So unrest is kind of just chilling right now. I think there's okay. more, but I think that there's, there's, there's always, there's always more. Martin's yeah. got in him like no other. He's the best. Cool. Yeah, that, 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 that fool is great. He's, he's definitely someone who has really inspired and encouraged me to not only keep on doing, but like also to want to come back to Europe. Yeah. He showed, I mean, he's shown Sam and I the best time ever. And, yeah. Uh, um, I just think that he's just a stand-up guy. Period. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And he also has, you know, that same kind of attitude, I think, that you have in some way. Like, um, of course, he's, like, definitely a big fan and definitely, like, tied in with, like, the the classic artists. But he definitely also has this attitude of, like, wanting to push new ideas forward and new sounds forward Mm -hmm. and, like, rejects, like, violently, like, this kind of um, nostalgia for, you know a certain era or a certain sound. Oh, which, you know. I mean, you know, one thing that I appreciate that Martin did was basically reveal to me very quickly that the, you know, it's like, it's like, fuck your heroes <laughs> for the most part. It's like, they're not as cool. They're nowhere near as fucking cool as you think they're going to be. Some yeah. are, cool. that's not that. I will say that some are very, very, very fucking cool, but like yeah. a lot of the, the quote unquote greats, are a mess, are a mess. And, you know, that's like, but also once again, it's like, I feel like that harkens back to that era to where it was about the opportunity for that chaos and that there was this magic in that chaos, you know, 
Like yeah. say, for example, let's say, you know, one of the White House guys or Gary Mundy, you know, it's like he's doing something with his mic. And in that instance, he decides to go crazy or whatever, you know, and it's like he pulls the mic and the, and the plug barely comes out of the, the pedal yeah. or whatever. And it just creates a yeah. sound and it just blows everyone's minds. Yeah. Those days are done. I just feel yeah. like where we're at. It's like those days are just like, are just like done. You know what I mean? Like that stuff used to be like special and magical. And now it's just kind of like, well, okay. You know, but it's like, but what now? It's like, I guess a good way of putting it is it's someone just being like, check out my, my 1930s Ford. And someone's like, yeah. oh, like what? Like I have, I have a 95 Honda with leather seats. Like what's up? You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> you know? like it's a fucking, it's easier. You know what I mean? It's like, this is way more simple. We get more miles, yeah. you know, fuck. <laughs> you know, but like, like I said, man, so, but for some fools that works well. And it, and sure. some and that's not to say that great ideas don't come from that, you sure. know. Yeah. But yeah. I've just never been one to just to stick solely by that. And I know Martin. I think Martin recognized that in me and from a young age. Yeah. I mean, we actually, dude. I used to get on the phone and talk with him way back in the day when I was. Oh, eight. cool. Yeah, but when I was a senior, I want to say in college. Yeah, we were talking on the phone. Was that like pre, uh, like? FaceTime and Skype days, or were you guys using like an, an actual, were you actually using minutes? Yeah, I believe actually he was calling me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like cool. he, he set that up. Yeah, it was like, it was, it was calling me. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was all before that. All before that. Um, nice. I mean, yeah, he's, he's always been a great, great guy, great mentor too. I mean, just a very cool dude. And I've, like I said, it's like, oh, I mean, yeah, dude, you know it. I'm in, I'm in for life, man. I'm in. So, yeah. Cool. Well, we've reached the point in time where I'd like to ask you, what are your top five noise? Doesn't have to be noise, but experimental industrial power electronics albums of all time. Okay. Just off the top of my head. Cause I haven't thought about yeah. it in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, number one would have to be, uh, Color of a Man's Skin from Condom. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, probably for me, would be um, Behavioral Decline from Iron Fists of the Sun. Yep. Um, number three, probably would be... Um, oh, what is the title of it? Oh, yeah. Number three is um, Ultimate Rising from, mm-hmm. uh, from Shift. From Shift? Uh, yeah, dude. The... <laughs> The cover song, <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, dude. That's that's it, dude. That's it. Um, and then number four would probably be um, uh, definitely um, Strom.edc. Um, the it's like a tie between Total Dogs. I mean, honestly, like as a whole, like those guys too. Yeah. I just have to say the most overlooked fins. I don't care yeah. what anyone says, dude. The most overlooked and most forward-thinking fins out yes. of everybody, peace to Elka. But, but also the fucking strong guys, just sonically just brilliant, dude. Just absolutely brilliant. I always thought that shit was super cool and definitely always was thinking of ways to try and actually imitate that as yeah. well. You know, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, those guys were always great. And then, you know... 
number five because it's like it's the last one and it's like I have yeah. so more and it's tough because it's like there's so much more but um you know what i'll just i'll just go ahead and say it because i actually think it's an excellent album super and also once again super forward thinking in my opinion um world draped in camouflage from grunt cool yeah yeah cool. it's for the genocide is one of the sickest fucking tracks i've yeah. ever heard yeah the use of that sample is uh is, is spot on it's perfect and there's just something that's like there's just something about the electronics in that track that make it feel like it's like representative of something very live and living. So yeah. I don't have to explain it. I don't have to, I, I just don't know what it, I just don't know what it is. Cause it's like, I almost wanted to put Petrullian and Ruli, but, um, which is like the mightiest one, I think out of all of them, it's just pure fucking might on that one. But definitely world draped in camouflage is I think the most, I definitely would say most experimental forward thinking of the bunch. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. And now I'm going to switch up my question. Normally I ask people what their f um, favorite noise releases of the past year were. I want to ask you, what are your favorite rap albums of the past year? Oh, yeah. Or, or the past oh. couple of years, because I, I we've talked about this in the past. You're up on like newer hip hop, which I'm not as much up on. And I'm trying to get caught up. <laughs> and I kind of I kind of put a lot of it off for a while and in the past year or two I've kind of realized there's a lot of really really good new stuff coming out as well so I want to hear you know if you can give me yeah dude three to five um and okay three oh you know I'll give you five because it's like dude there's yeah, so much um I think that where to even start okay I'll start because, you know, no coast forever. Um, yeah. Uh, and this is, I mean, it's tied for first place, in my opinion. Both of the Boldy James Alchemist albums from the last year and this year, just just stunning, just stunning. Bo Jackson is the one that dropped this year, and The Price of Tea in China, I believe, dropped last year, I want to say. And mm -hmm. both of those albums are just... I mean, it's just like, it's such a cinematic experience. I don't know what else to say. It's like, you just need to like sit down and have a listen. I think that Boldy's uh, really smooth flow is really cool. And I really had a good laugh when he was talking about, because he, he, he's from uh, Detroit. He was talking about, I believe, coming down to... Um, oh, it's this school in Ohio. I'm blanking on what it, what it, was it, what it's called or an Akron or no. Yeah. Going down to Akron, Ohio to, um, to, uh, to sell pills. That shit. I was just <laughs> on the line. <laughs> I was like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Dude, that's <laughs> good. So that guy, um, the other one that jumps out at me immediately is, uh, hell's roof from Edo. Okay. Well, DJ mugs did that one. And that one's mean. That one's really, okay. really, really mean. Um, and gritty. Um, and then, I would also say that have you ever, I mean, I'm just, I can't pick a direct album, but crime apple. Don't have know. Listen to this guy. No. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen a, okay. I'm I've seen one video by him. He's a white guy, right? Actually he's Colombian. Okay. Colombian yes. big time. Yeah, dude. So this guy, 
in my opinion, his his bars are so deep. Like you, you have to listen to him talk or like listen to the songs. I want to say like four to five times to understand everything because of what he's saying is just like it's super deep. And the and the and the the lyricism is just on point, and the productions it's always good. He's a bit, you know, he's like into that RZA shit where he's like rapping over loops, you know, instead of like yeah. straight beats or whatever. He's he's good at that too. So, crying yeah. cool. Um. Oh, dude, definitely. Um. Uh, uh, Marcialago from um, uh, Rock Marciano. Okay, that's and that that came out last year. Actually, dude, that thing came out in December 2020, which like proved the point of why you don't release an album in January ever because everyone missed out on it, and it's it's brilliant. Rock Marciano is super great too because he produces his own stuff and actually has his own style. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another yeah. another guy who's good with the cinematics, and then I've heard a little bit of his stuff, but I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, that's good. I'll check it out. Yeah. I mean, Habibi, you can just start with the newest and just go back and just yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Um, and then last but not least, I would say. See, and the, the, here's the bummer part: is like I'm just telling you the American stuff. I've been listening to a lot of the European stuff. I don't know I'm really oh fuck, that's right. But probably the European stuff off. Um, but um, I think the last one that really that really like jumped out at me was from from King to a God, uh, the Conway album, um, the yep, extended that one. Yeah, the, but yeah. The, did you did you hear the extended version with the red cover? I I don't know. I don't know. Check it out because the yeah. song Raw Oysters on there is so evil. <laughs> it's so good, dude. Yeah, no, it's that's it makes it 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 uh it tops all the rest of the other tracks on the regular album. Yeah, definitely get check out that one. All right. Sweet. That's great. That's, yeah. that's helpful. That'll put me to work. Man, I, I really, really have come to like a lot of European hip-hop. Interesting. French. I like stuff from France, the Netherlands, and I like some stuff from Germany. Um, okay. And part of the stuff, honestly, like why I like some of it so much is that even though I can't necessarily understand it, some of these fools, they're like me. They're first gen. In fact, yeah. actually, it's like they're first gen doing art in what is like technically not their native tongue. And it's like, I really feel it's like, Oh, that's what I'm doing. So, and then not only that too, but um, some of these fools are actually rapping and putting Arabic in as well. And it's like, I I mean, my, my family's trilingual on my father's side. And it's like, I remember very well being young and hearing these types of conversations too, you know, where they're going out of three languages. So, it just uh, it, it makes more sense and it fits me, you know. Yeah. Like cool. I get why it may not be for some, but you know, dude, fun fun trivia that I actually wanted to get into with Tommy on um, his interview. He lives in like the he lives in the blocks of uh, Stockholm of Sweden. Well, you were there, yes. weren't you there? Oh yeah, dude, yeah. Dude, oh, yeah. he's, he, he hangs out with a bunch of rappers and he's been in a bunch of rap videos. <clears throat> yes, that's all true. Yep. We, he, we, sent, he sent them to me and I wanted, I wanted to ask him about them. And I wanted to put them up like in the, I wanted to put him up during his episode where he's like in the background with his tricks or that shirt. Like, yes, some dudes. <laughs> he plays a cop in one of them. Actually, he plays like a, 
like there's like a little cinematic thing where he brings some kid home and he's like the white cop bringing the kid home like at the pro in the project or something like that. Dude, that's too funny. <laughs> I love it. Of course, of course, it's Tommy, dude. Unreal. That's incredible, dude. Holy shit. Um, so we've digressed, but um, before we wrap it up and say goodbye, is there anything you'd like to um, add before anything you'd like to to get out there before we anything we didn't talk about that you want to touch on I mean oh no I can't really think of I can't think of anything you know um I feel like touched about pretty much just about everything I'd say really a lot of ground. Without, yeah. without getting into like gory gory details getting too boring without name dropping we avoid the we avoided the name dropping that was also my big question is are we gonna go the name dropping route or are we gonna just keep it no, I only, I only, I only wanted to bring up people that I think are important and matter. And yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. yeah. Like that's yeah, good name that's, dropping. That's, yeah, that's, that's it, man. I'm not trying to get up here and be like, "Here's my list." No, no, no. There's always room on the list to anyone watching, but I'm not really yeah. going to show off the list. So yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. All right, man. Well, I really appreciate it. It was really good to reconnect with you. And yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Holy shit. Dude, yeah, it's been incredible. Thank you. Talk to you later. All right. Thank you, brother. Thanks again for tuning into White Sampy Noise Podcast. Head over to the Patreon for more, including private episodes of Noise on the Run, exclusive photos, video, and audio related to the show, and discounts at the White Sampy Noise mail order. Your support is extremely appreciated and vital to keep the show going.